Then Imam Al-Barbahari, Rahimahullah, he continued, which is what occurs here on page 403, with point number 84, and he brings three points together here, with the way it's ordered here, in the, uh, the explanation of Shaykh Al-Azan, three points are brought together, points number 84, 85, and 86. The saying of Imam Al-Barbahari, Wa'lam anna awwal al-islami shahadatu an la ilaha illa Allah wa anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu wa anna ma qala Allahu kama qala wa la khulfa lima qala wa huwa indama qala wal imanu bishara'i kulliha Hussain and and know that the beginning of Islam is the testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is his slave and his messenger and that whatever Allah says is just as he said and nothing can contradict what he says and he is true to what he has said and to have Iman, true faith in all of the revealed laws Shaykh al Allah, he said in explanation <coughs> he, rahimahullah, said and you should know O Muslim O talib al-ilm, O seeker of knowledge meaning you should be certain and understand clearly that the beginning, the first part of Islam is the testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah these two are the first pillar from the pillars of Islam as occurs in the hadith of Jibreel when he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala akhbirni anil islam qal al-islamu an tashhada an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan rasulullah wa tuqima salata wa tuqtiz zakata wa tasuma ramadan wa tahujja al-bayta in istata'ata ilayhi sabida that he, with Jibreel salam, said to the Prophet wasallam, tell me about Islam he said Islam is that you testify that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and that you establish the prayer and that you give the zakat and that you fast Ramadan and that you perform Hajj to the house if you are able to make your way to it. As I mentioned in the footnote, this is reported by a Muslim in his Sahih, Hadith number 8, from a Hadith of Umar ibn al Khattab, radiallahu anhu. As Sheikh Hassan indicated, being known as the famous Hadith of Jibreel. When he came to the Prophet and asked him about Islam and Iman and Ihsan and the last hour 
and the signs of the last hour. Then Shaykh Al-Qazan said, so Ash-Shahadatan, the two testifications, are the first thing which mankind is to be called to. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, أُمِرْتُ أَنْ أُقَاتِلَ النَّاسَ حَتَّى يَقُولُوا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ فَإِذَا قَالُوهَا أَصْلَمُوا مِنِّي دِمَاءَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ إِلَّا بِحَقِّ الْإِسْلَامِ وَحِسَابُهُمْ عَلَى اللَّهِ The Prophet said, I have been commanded to fight against the people until they say none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. So if they say it, then they have rendered their blood and their property secure from me except on account of a right of Islam and their reckoning will be with Allah as I mentioned in a footnote here this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih hadith number 25 and reported by Muslim in his Sahih as hadith number 22 from a hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar then Shaykh Ghazan said and when he referring to the Prophet وسلم, and when he sent Mu'adh to Yemen he said to him إِنَّكَ تَأْتِي قَوْمًا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ فَلْيَكُنْ أَوَّلَ لَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ شَهَادَةَ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ he said to him Prophet instructed him saying Indeed you are going to a people from the people of the book the people of the scripture so let the first thing that you call them to be the testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah in a footnote they mention this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih and it should be hadith 1395-1395 and Muslim as hadith number 19 from a hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah Shaykh al-Fawzan said so this is the first thing which the people are to be called to because it is the entrance it is the entry point into the religion of Islam. As for those who are lax about Tawheed and do not give importance to it from the companions of the various calls and the present day methodologies of Da'wah methodologies utilizing Da'wah then this is contrary to this tremendous fundamental principle of calling first <coughs> the most important matter of all the Tawheed of Allah singling out Allah with all worship for those who don't give importance to that they're contradicting this tremendous principle of putting this first <coughs> he said and what is required with regard to the two testifications is not just to pronounce them upon the tongue Rather, what is required is to state them upon the tongue whilst being aware of their meaning. 
and to act in accordance with what they necessitate. However, whoever testifies that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, then it will be, it will be accepted from him. So if he is then upright upon it, then he is a Muslim. But if there, but if something appears from him which contradicts them, then he will be an apostate. Then Shaykh Fazan moves in to explaining the meaning of the two testifications. He said, and the meaning of the testification that La ilaha illallah that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah is that you hold as your belief in your heart and that you state upon your tongue and you affirm and you acknowledge that none is deserving of worship ibadah except for Allah and that everything that is worshipped besides him is false and futile and worship of it is false and futile and he gives the evidence he said he the most high said ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّمَا يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْعَلِيُّ الْكَبِيرِ Surah Al-Hajj, the 22nd Surah, Ayah 62 with the explanation that is because Allah He is the one who is truly deserving of worship and those whom they worship and invoke besides Him that is false and futile and Allah is the most high and exalted one the incomparably, the incomparably great one he said, and the meaning of the testification that Muhammad, he goes on to the second testification, and the meaning of the testification and the Muhammadan Rasulullah, the meaning of testification that none has the right to be with, or rather the meaning of testification that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, is that you acknowledge outwardly and inwardly that he is the messenger of Allah. As for a person who states it upon his tongue but he, he does not acknowledge it inwardly he does not acknowledge his messengership inwardly then this one is a munafiq this one is a hypocrite the person who states upon his tongue that Muhammad sallallahu is messenger of Allah upon his tongue but in his heart he doesn't believe that he is a messenger he doesn't believe in his messengership <coughs> then this one is a munafiq a hypocrite he the Most High said, إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُهُ وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ لَكَالِبُونَ Surah Al-Munafiqoon, the 63rd Surah, Ayah 1, the first Ayah, with the explanation. When the hypocrites come to you, addressed to the Prophet when the hypocrites come to you, they say, we testify that you are the messenger of Allah and Allah knows that you are indeed his messenger and Allah testifies that the hypocrites 
are certainly liars in their testifying. I mean, they testify with it upon their tongues, but that does not accord to what is in their hearts. And Shaykh Razan quotes a second ayah. He said, يَقُولُونَ بِأَفْوَاهِهِمْ مَا لَيْسَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ Surah Ali Imran, the third surah, ayah 167, with the explanation, they say with their mouths that which is not in their hearts. <coughs> the scripture of the hypocrites, they say with their mouths that which is not within their hearts. Then Shaykh Bazan said, so the meaning of the testification that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah, this meaning is, in summary, Meaning of the second justification is, in summary, to obey him in whatever he commanded and to attest to the truth of whatever he informed of and to avoid whatever he forbade and prohibited and that Allah should not be worshipped except with that which he legislated then Shaykh Razan breaks down this very important definition <coughs> and says to obey him in whatever he commanded he said so if the Messenger وسلم, commanded a matter, then you must comply with it. وما كان لمؤمن ولا مؤمنة إذا قضى الله ورسوله أمرا أن يكون لهم أن يكون لهم الخيرة من أمرهم ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل ضلالا مبينا سورة أحزاب 33 سورة آية 36 with the explanation and it is not for a believing man nor for a believing woman when Allah and his messenger have decreed a matter that they should have any choice with regard, to their, with regard to their affair. And whoever disobeys Allah and His Messenger, then he has strayed with a clear strain. So the first point he explains with regard to the testification that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa And the second point he said, تَصْدِيقُهُ فِيمَا أَخْبَرَ to attest to the truth of whatever he informed of. He said he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, informed about some affairs of the ghayb, the hidden and the unseen, of the past and the future. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is to be believed regarding whatever he informed of. And he did not speak from desires. إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى Surah Al-Najm, the 53rd Surah, <coughs> Ayah 4. The explanation, it is just revelation sent to him. 
Prophet said, so his, sallallahu alayhi wa informing about something is something true and something certain. No doubt can come upon it if it is authentic from him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَاجْتِنَابُ مَا نَهَا عَنْهُ As for the phrase, and to avoid whatever he forbade and prohibited. Shaykh Bazan said, avoiding whatever he forbade, avoiding whatever the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam forbade and prohibited, and that is, is his saying, he the Most High, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابُ Surah Al-Hashr, the 59th Surah, Ayah 7, with the explanation, And whatever the Messenger gives you, then accept it. And whatever he forbids you from, then desist. And be dutiful, and fear and be dutiful to Allah. Indeed, Allah is severe in punishment. And he explains the last phrase, وَأَنْ لَا يُؤْبَلُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِمَا شَرَعَ And that Allah is not to be worshipped except with that which He legislated. Shaykh Razan said, Whatever the Messenger وسلم, legislated, conveying it from Allah, the Majestic and Most High. I mean, that's the meaning, what He legislated, what He conveyed from Allah, then he said, and this negates innovations and newly introduced affairs and baseless practices, which the Prophet ﷺ did not command. He ﷺ said, Man amila amala laysa alayhi amruna rad. Whoever does an action, which our affair is not in accordance with, then it is rejected. He said, Whoever introduces into this affair of ours that which is not from it, then it is rejected. As I mentioned in the footnote, the checking of this has proceeded, but as we had before, it's reported by Al-Bukhari, as Hadith 2697, that's the correct reference, 2697, and Muslim as Hadith 1718, 2697, and 1718, from a hadith of the mother of the believers, Aisha. And he quotes a further hadith. Part of the same hadith, Alaykum bi sunnati, wa sunnati al khulafa'i al rashidin al mahdiyin min ba'di, tamasaku biha, wa abdu alayha bin nawajin, wa iyakum wa muhtafat al umur, fa inna kulla muhtafat al bid'ah, wa kulla bid'at al dalala. The saying of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, adhere to my sunnah, and the sunnah of the rightly guided orthodox. Caliphs who come after me cling on to it and bite upon it 
with your premolar teeth and beware of the newly introduced affairs for every newly introduced affair is a bid'ah, innovation and every innovation is a going astray <coughs> again in the footnote they say this is already preceded the checking of this and as we had before it's reported by Mike Ahmad Abu Dawood At-Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah it was declared sahih authentic by Shaykh al-Albani then Shaykh Fawzan said and every ibadah every worship which the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa did not legislate then it is batila false and futile and there will be no reward in it there will be no reward in doing it rather there will be sin in it because it is a bid'ah, innovation and innovation takes a person further away from Allah and will not draw him closer to Allah the mighty majestic <coughs> and he said moving on to the next phrase from Imam al-Barwahari rahimahullah He's saying, وَأَلَمْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَ الْإِسْلَامِ شَهَادَةُ وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ And you should know that the first part of Islam, the beginning of Islam is a testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is his slave and his messenger. Shaykh Razan, pointing on this point again, says, this is the first pillar and it is the entrance then after it come, comes the salah, the prayer. Then after it comes the zakat. Then fasting Ramadan. Then hajj to Allah's sacred house. Then the rest of the duties and laws of the religion. <coughs> All of them follow on from the two testifications. The testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. He said his saying... وأنما قال الله كما قال ولا خلف لما قال وهو عندما قال and that whatever Allah said then it is just as he said and none can contradict what he has said and he is true to what he has said Shaykh Razan said whatever Allah the majestic and most high has said then it is just as he has said. No doubt can ever come upon it. Allah the Most High said, وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا Surah Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 87. The explanation, and who is truer in speech than Allah? And he quotes the second ayah, وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا Surah Nisa, same surah, ayah 100. And 22 with the explanation and who is truer than Allah in saying Shaykh Razan explained saying meaning no one is truer than Allah the perfect and most high he said and if Allah the perfect makes a promise a wa'ad if Allah makes a promise then he does not break it وَعَدَ اللَّهِ لَا يُخْلِفُ اللَّهُ لَا يُخْلِفُ اللَّهُ وَعْدَهُ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُ Surah Al-Rum, the 30th Surah, Ayah 6 with explanation the promise of Allah it is a promise of Allah Allah does not break His promises 
However, most of mankind do not know that Allah will certainly carry out His promise. Sheikh Bazan said, So when He makes a promise, then He does not break His promise. Makes a wa'ad, a promise, He does not break His promise. And if He if he threatens someone, if he makes a threat, a threat of punishment or the like, and if he threatens something, then he may pardon. He, the perfect and most high. So there is a difference between al-wa'ad, promises, and at-tawa'ud, threats. There's a difference between when Allah promises something and when Allah threatens something. Fazan said, so Al-Wa'ad promises the promise. He never breaks it. He never breaks a promise. And as for At-Tawa'ud, a threat that he has made, a wa'id, a threat, <coughs> then Allah, the Majestic and Most High, may pardon and overlook and may not carry out the wa'id, the threat, as a mercy from him, he the perfect. And as a favour from him, he the perfect and most high. In other words, that with regard to a wa'ad, a promise that Allah has made, a promise of reward and the like, Allah never breaks that promise, ever. But as for a threat, whoever does such and such, then the threat is such and such. And Allah may either carry it out, or he may pardon then Shaykh Fazan finishes with the final paragraph here. He said, he's saying, وَالْإِيمَانُ بِالشَّرَائِهِ كُلِّهَا And to have Iman in all of the revealed laws. Shaykh Fazan said, it is obligatory to have Iman, true faith, in all of the revealed laws which Allah sent down to His messengers. All of them. In general, with regard to those that have been left unspecified, and specifically, with regard to those that have been mentioned specifically. Where is it? In general, we believe in all revealed laws. Even if we don't know all the names of all the messengers to whom they were sent down, we say in general, we believe in all of them. We don't make a distinction. We believe in all of them. Even if we don't know the name of all of the messengers, which we don't, and the revealed laws that are sent to each of them, we don't know in detail, we believe in general in all of them. And with regard to the ones that Allah, the Most High, has mentioned to us specifically, what was sent to Musa, what was sent to Isa, and so on and so forth, then we believe specifically. Then Shaykh Abazan quotes the ayahs, قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْنَا وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَعِيلَ وإسماعيل وإسحاق ويأخوب والأصداف وما أوتي موسى وعيسى وما أوتي النبيون من ربهم لا نفرق بين أحد منهم ونحن له مسلمون سورة بقرة the second surah ayah 136 with the explanation say we truly believe in Allah and in whatever was sent down to us and in whatever was sent down to Ibrahim and Ismail and Ishaq and Yaqub and to the tribes and whatever was given to Musa and Isa and whatever the prophets were given by their Lord whatever the prophets were given from their Lord 
we do not make any distinction between any of them and we submit as Muslims to him and he quotes a second ayah قُلْ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْنَا وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمُ وَإِسْمَعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاقِ وَمَا أُوْتِيَ مُوسَى وَعِيْسَى وَمَا أُوْتِيَ مُوسَى وَعِيْسَى وَالنَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْهُمْ وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ Surah Al-Imran, the third surah, ayah 84, in the explanation, say, we have iman, we truly believe in Allah, and in whatever was sent down to us, and in whatever was sent down to Ibrahim, and Ismail, and Ishaq, and Ya'qub, and to the tribes, and whatever was given to Musa and Isa, and to the prophets from their Lord, we do not make any distinction between them. You don't believe in some and disbelieve in others. You don't make any distinction in that regard between any of them. And we are Muslims submitting to him. Sheikh Bazan said, So we have Iman, we truly believe in all of the laws all of the divine laws sent down all of them and we truly believe that Allah the majestic and most high legislates for each time whatever is suitable for it and then he abrogates that with another revealed law which is suitable for those who come after them. So when Muhammad ﷺ was sent, he came with a revealed law, which is firmly grounded and will remain until the hour is established. It will not be abrogated, and it will never be changed. It is suitable for every time and place. <coughs> 